0: Oh, beautiful soul, welcome to Your Story is a Legacy show. My name is Rosanna Jackalone, and I'll be your host, your life story guide, your legacy coach, your spiritual healer, and friend. This show will help you get inspired and give you resources and practical tips so you can craft and tell your unique life story for yourself, your children, and generations to come. I bet you are asking, well, how will this show make my life better? It will do that by first, helping you to get to know yourself more deeply, and in the process, learn your passions and the unique gifts you bring to the world. Second, It helps you get through transitions, things like job loss, marriage, childbirth, relocation, even things like divorce. It also helps you heal by turning traumas in your life into triumphs. And finally, it helps you create a legacy to leave for yourself, your family, and future generations. If that sounds good to you, let's begin our journey together hello and happy monday beautiful souls i am so excited to introduce today's guest to you her name is Julie jancius also known as the angel medium Julie's a world-renowned angel expert who's on a mission to teach all of you how to connect with your angels and loved ones on the other side in order to make living a heaven on earth. She started living out her mission, and I'm going to let her share her story on the show, and connects people with their loved ones and angels by seeing and hearing the messages they have for them. She's also the host of a top 10 spiritual podcast, Angels and Awakening, which I know you would all love. So definitely follow it on iTunes after this show. And some fun facts about Julie. First of all, she is really funny. And uh, you should follow her on TikTok uh, at Angel Podcast because she laughs, she sings. Her dog laughs and sings with her. And I (laughs) promise, what a big smile on your face in the morning. And then the other thing I want to share about Julie, many things that I love and we'll get into them throughout the interview. But Julie met her husband in 2007 and on their second date, if you can believe that, she knew he was the one and they got engaged about three or four months later, and they've been inseparable. So for all of our hopeless romantics
1: out there, <laughs> truth, it exists. <laughs> so yes. hi, Julie. Oh, hello. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: It's a pleasure to have you here. And I know our listeners are going to love everything you have to say about connecting to the other side and your practice of oneness. So let's dive in. First, I think because we tell life stories on this show, you have an incredible story to tell, Julie. And I'd love for you to take our listeners through how you left your corporate career and that voice that moved you to live out your purpose.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, this is so fascinating. So um, I grew up, um, really determined, really driven in a family where parents were divorced. And I knew that if I was going to make it in the world, I would have to, you know, pick myself up by my bootstraps and get it done. And by the age of 33, I had been working since I was 14. And I worked my way up to the title I wanted, I worked my way up to um, having a team that was working for me, I was making the money I wanted to make everything that I thought I want, wanted, like on paper, based on society standards. I had achieved for myself. And I was on a trajectory to get to the highest position within my industry. And at the same time that I should have been feeling fulfillment and satisfaction and contentment and pride, I didn't feel any of those things. I felt completely empty and longing for a different life, feeling my heart called in a different direction. But I didn't know exactly what that was. And so on August 5th, uh, 2015, my dad passed away and I was from his first marriage. He was on his third. Um, I caught him cheating over and over again on my mom, starting in third grade and just kind of held a strong moral bounds. Like, is it, do you have an editor if I cough real quick? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like my voice is a little raspy. I just want to get that out.
0: it, it, it is okay. I, I feel like our show is used to hearing my doorbell ring.
1: They oh. know it's a very real show. And I think like the realness of it. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So um so my I guess third, you know, stepmom um, didn't think that I was a good kid, right? Because I wasn't talking to my dad at the time, didn't reach out to let us know that he had passed. And from August 5th, the day that my dad passed until about September 5th, uh, one month later, every single time I woke up in the morning, brushed my daughter's hair before school, I heard the same thought right? We all have that internal dialogue that's speaking to us all day long. And I always thought that if a medium was hearing from God, universe, source, angels, loved ones in heaven, that it would sound like, right, like the clouds part. Oh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it would sound like some booming voice. It didn't. It sounded like my own internal dialogue. And the voice repeated over and over again all month long. She needs a hairbrush like I used. She needs a hairbrush like I used. And it led to a second thought which was, this isn't me. And when you look at what spiritual awakening really is, it's once your consciousness splits like that, and you're able to be aware that you are thinking thoughts, you can now be the observer of those thoughts. And what I noticed was that my dad was coming in through my intuition because one month later on September 5th, I was at work. My sister calls over and over on repeat. I'm in a meeting and I say to this coworker, I'm so sorry. I got to take this call. And she goes, you know, Juge, um, it's my nickname, dad's past. And my heart sunk, but immediately out of my third eye, I saw him combing my hair when I was a little girl using, I don't know if you're showing this, um, but on video, it's a wooden, wooden handle brush with these boars like bristles. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't thought about his hairbrush, which is so unique to him Mm -hmm. in decades, but he was so right. My kiddo has his hair. She did need a hairbrush like he used and. What just came spilling out of my mouth was my dad's been talking to me. My coworkers, like, what do you mean? And so I explained it, and she goes, Oh, you have to go figure this out. So um, within a month, I was connected with really um, well renowned spiritual teachers, mediums engaged in learning about this. And um, that started my journey.
0: Wow. And was there ever a moment when you were doing that where you looked and said, "Okay, um, this is interesting uh, and I'm going to do this sort of as a side hobby, if you will, because I've got to make a living in my corporate job as you were climbing the ladder. Mm
1: yeah so it led to a psychological disconnect so in in spiritual awakening um there's a saying spirit will break you to make you or spirit will break you to remake you and i am a capricorn i am one of the most stubborn people on the face of this planet and i was like there's no way i am leaving i have spent you know, I, I really did start working when I was 14 years old doing different jobs. Um, mm. And I've been working for 20 years. There is no way I'm leaving all that I have built up to start over again. I felt paralyzed with fear about that. And it did kind of lead to um, a big psychological breakdown in which I realized there wasn't any other way to go. Like I had to do this. Wow. Um, this was my way forward. But if you don't take the gifts and the little nuggets of information that Spirit is giving you, my goodness, they will come over and hit you over the side of the head with a baseball bat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Julie, I'm I'm glad you're and the
0: listeners on this show know that this is how my Magnus opus happened. I like you had a tremendous corporate career, and I'm I still actually have a business. But I said there was this I I kept getting those words from my priests, etc. There was something that I had to do, and I said it was I got woken up in the middle of the night by this voice. And I just, I, okay, I'm just going to ignore it. It's some, I don't know what to do with it. Like I'm terrorized, but everyone on this show knows I use that exact same thing. I said, the voice was knocking so loud. And when God knocks on your door, you can't say no. It doesn't matter. You don't know how, you don't know the way, you don't know how you're going to make money, but you do it. So I love your sharing with the listeners that it is. It's this moment where you're like, I'm stepping out, I'm doing this, and I have to do it. Yeah.
1: Well, I think there's there's some people within the world who know or maybe they're taught when they're younger how to go within themselves and listen to their heart and find the answer that they're looking for. And somewhere along the way, I stopped doing that in my teenage years, in my 20s. I think it might have been from like a paralyzing fear of not wanting to get something wrong. So I would get everybody else's advice. Um, But like when I would have a decision to make about my own life, I literally had a process of calling about seven different women I trusted. (laughs) And if one didn't answer, I went down the list and called the next. And I was looking for their advice on what to do within my life. Which wouldn't be wrong if I would go within myself first and Mm -hmm. know what it is. Because sometimes we need business counsel, right? Sometimes we don't know what we don't know. So we do need to get those opinions. But it was really coming back home to myself. And instead of going to anybody else first, going to myself, tuning in to my own inner wisdom, my own inner goddess and, and really looking at what do I want? What is the divine trying to birth through me right now? What is God speaking or calling to my heart? Mm -hmm.
0: So tell me how you found your guardian
1: angels. Yes. So I was um, in a very intensive in-person energy healing program and you begin to work on volunteers. And if you've ever studied energy healing, Reiki, you'll know that when you're laying hands on a person working with their energy, you're really supposed to be silent, right? It's a silent process, but This very first volunteer that I worked on, um, was a young gentleman. I did not know. And probably like early twenties, I start laying hands on his energy. And immediately, if you could imagine behind every person from like shoulder to shoulder in a U shape behind their head is their spirit team. Angels guides loved ones and they don't look small. They look like they're standing right behind you life like size Um, But they're all part of this spirit team that guides your entire life and when They step forward when you connect with a person's energy, you can connect with their spirit team They all have messages. They all have different roles that they're playing within your team in guiding your life. And so when I was working on this gentleman that happened for the very first time, I tuned in to all of his angels, guides, and loved ones who are on his team and they began coming through with different messages. And he had been involved when he was younger in a car crash with another person, a friend, and the friend did not survive. And this friend came through making sure that my client, my volunteer knew it wasn't his fault. And this was something that had weighed on this person for years and years and years. And just these tears began to flow. And it was then that I realized I couldn't be silent while I was doing energy healing, but I developed uh, and founded Angel Reiki in order to allow it to be okay to do both energy healing and bringing through messages simultaneously.
0: Which is really incredible. I mean, the experience of the hands-on Reiki I I cannot believe how powerful the emotions that it stirs, like uh, drawing up deep trauma, all those things. So to be able to do that and really draw out people's angels, see them the way they do. I think everyone's going to need to um, get involved. There are plenty of things. You have a book you can order immediately. You can follow this podcast. And I think you should schedule a session with Julie, (laughs) but we'll get to that at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell me, and this is, I feel like you're going to have so many stories, but I want you to think of the first ones that come to your mind. What are some of the most profound experiences that have come in all of the work that you've done, either for yourself or for a client that just made your heart stop
1: mm. um there's a couple of them that that were just the first time that i brought through a father for uh his daughter who was my client who had passed from suicide Uh And he had his hands covered over his face. And he taught me that that meant shame, that he does feel shame and regret for um, leaving in that manner. Not that when you um, pass to the other side, I've done thousands and thousands of readings and none of them have I ever seen a hell, right? The closest thing that I can see is when um, somebody goes through their karmic life review. And it's just, it's not even that intensive, right? It is simply that we go through an in a simulation, not like we're watching it on TV, right? It's like we're in somebody else's body that we caused harm or that we hurt or that we paint. And we're feeling from their perspective, what that felt like our actions for them and he was showing me him going through his karmic life review and feeling it from the perspective of his daughter and how much pain he had caused by not being there to witness the birth of their child like her first child or celebrate that kiddos his grandchild's first birthday right um there are immense pains that you do feel as an energy healer, and you have to feel them and able to be able to do this work. It's almost like a feel and release type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another instance was I had a person book a session for her mom. And I, I teach this also, I teach people how to develop all of their spiritual gifts. And so many of my students will say, I don't want to bring through a message that's common, right? Or generic. Like I'm so proud of you. And they put up a wall to bringing through some of those messages. And I'll tell them this story. This woman came in, let's say she was in her seventies and her mom was there immediately from the other side. And she said, I need you to tell my daughter, I am so incredibly sorry. And I have spent the rest of my time on the other side making up for what I did when she was young. And I need you to tell her I am so proud of her and that she is just so beautiful. So When you're a healer, you have to bring things through in the exact way that spirit is showing you it because it is in that way that it makes sense to the client. And so I, I told her this and just the tears started to pour and she said, there's no way you could have known this, Julie, but I came from a family of 10, 10 kids. And she said, I was the 10th child. My mom did not want to have this pregnancy. And she said, "Um, my dad wanted me to be born. And she said, okay, but you're going to raise this child. So she said, "Um, I came and my mom didn't want to have one more child because she had been raising kids for so long. And she just wanted time with my dad. She just wanted time to connect with her partner and space to be loved, right? To feel that love and to show that love to her partner. And when this little girl was born, her dad noticed that the mom resented that she didn't get that time with her husband and began to take it out on her very young as a child so the dad in order to kind of make up for that overcompensated spent more time with her to make sure this child knew she was special and loved which only drove the wedge between her and her mom further and further apart and so if you weren't to bring through something subtle it doesn't get to the heart of the pain that was caused. And the mom really needed her to know she went through her life review on the other side. She was sorry. (laughs) She felt so terrible. She was going to spend the rest of her time on the other side, making up for what she had done because she showed me in this woman's teens and twenties and thirties, how much it affected her self-esteem and how much it affected, um, her life because of the decisions that she made. And she said, my mom never told me that I was beautiful. And it was the one thing I always wanted to hear.
0: Wow. Wow. These are incredible, incredible stories. Now share, because I feel like this is the basis for anybody who's going to read your books and wants to take your courses something that's sort of core i feel like i can go through every chapter of this book and oneness is there oneness is part of every piece of the work that you do talk to everyone about what oneness is and easy things they can do to achieve that state
1: Yes. So um, have you ever heard of, she's a fascinating guest if you can ever get her on, uh, Dr. Julia Mossbridge? Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Have you had her on your show? I I have not yet. (laughs) Oh, yes. You should totally have her on. She is one of the most fascinating um, spiritual teachers. And she did a doctorate in the in love and time she studied love and time and what she found is basically that you cannot connect with your intuition you cannot connect with the other side without stepping into an energy that she calls unconditional love and her and i had a long conversation about this because i call it oneness she calls it unconditional love people have many many different terms for it um It's all the same thing. It is the energy of all that is. It is the energy of God universe source. It is the energy of your soul. And there's a quote or saying out there that says your soul is relentless in its journey back home. And I I've really thought about this and what spirit has come through and said is you have to first look at what is the soul? What are you returning home to? The soul is both energetic frequency, it is a vibration, and it is also simultaneously conscious thought. Now, why do people say here on earth, go think, um, uh, listen to your heart, listen to your gut, listen to your inner wisdom? We have two thought systems within us right? We have the egoic mind that jabbers away monkey mind all day long. And we have the intuition, which is really more centered in the heart chakra, the gut system. And when you listen to that heart or that gut, what you're really doing is tuning into your soul's thought system. Mm -hmm. And when you do this what julia Mossbridge found is that you can't really connect with that voice without first getting into the vibrational frequency so i call it oneness and the first one-third of my book is dedicated to what is oneness how do you get into oneness how do you really learn to hold oneness A lot of people said, Julie, do two books, like a workbook and a book. And I was like, no, I don't care about making money. I am ADHD. If I don't have the book and the workbook in one, um, then I'm not doing the workbook. Uh, So I wanted to make it easy for people. It's a full book and it's a full workbook, all smashed into one. And so when you go through the book, there's exercises on what you can do to get into oneness, stay in oneness, so that you can hold it more and more throughout your day and um was that book that uh glennon doyle wrote a couple years ago untamed um Uh, yes yes she says in that book that there was an instance where she was in a boardroom right? And there's all these people who work for her and she was needing to make big decisions and she was learning how to connect with her intuition. I don't know if she called it that, but that's really what she was talking about. And she says, I went into a closet I or she says, um, I wanted to say to the entire boardroom, can I go over into that janitorial closet, shut the door, get into my own vibration center, connect with my intuition, find the answer and come back. And she said in that moment, she knew she could just connect to the intuition around everybody else. And that's what it is. You use oneness as like the radio station or a radio to be able to connect with the station that is your intuition, that is God, that is your angels, that's your loved ones on the other side. I think one of the saddest things as I look at our world today is that we're all losing different people at different times in our life and Mm -hmm. we don't realize that there is a way to build a relationship where you can hear from that person and communicate and feel their presence, feel their energy, feel their love, feel it at family parties or graduations every day in your life. Get the guidance and direction that you need. Build the relationship. It's so much simpler than people are making it out to be. And that's why I needed to write this book, because the first part takes you through oneness. The the second part really takes you through who are your angels, who are the loved ones on your spirit team? How do you know the signs that they're pulling through to you so that you can communicate more with them in your everyday life? It's like bringing you back to your intuition.
0: Yeah. I, I love that you do make it so simple because i feel like one of the things i hear believe it or not the greatest need of the women on this show uh they need to find time for themselves their days are jam packed they're working they have kids they're doing and it's just sort of like no you have to stop and don't make it daunting and i love that you start people out so there's no excuse it's like three minutes, three times a day, in the morning, at lunch, before bed, everybody can find three minutes. And then I feel like it's I, I love that you use like the yummy energy, because that really is when you go, that's what it feels like. But that then you want more and more of that. But I feel like you do make it so simple. And I think everybody has to realize it, it starts that way it starts really really small um and you know and in this book uh, again i'm referencing this a lot but and um julie will give you links to everything at the end of the show but in angels and awakening this i I feel it is the two in one it's the book slash workbook you get a chance to really work through this and I and you simplify the process, Julie, for them, which I think is great because one of the biggest excuses, which is just an excuse, and I it means you don't want to, is I don't have the time. Well, I always say first, you have to pri- prioritize yourself to do this and um, make it so small and so easy. I don't care if it's exercising, eating right getting into your spirituality, it has to be so easy that you're like, oh, this is great. I can do three minutes a day (laughs) and then they grow. So um, I love the way you break this down. And I love that you actually, if people said, oh, you know what, I'm going to try this with Julie first. And then I want to do that. I love that you actually give them the meditation that you use, that you would be talking them through to get into that zone.
1: Yeah. So many people think of meditation and think, well, I have to have 20 or 30 or an hour of dedicated time every morning. And there's really two philosophies of thought on meditation. There's one philosophy of thought that you're going to take that dedicated time every morning, which is great if you have it. And there's another philosophy of thought that the energy of God is all around us. It's within us. It is the energy of our souls and that you can learn to get into that energy, which is oneness and just live in it and ebb and flow in it in your every day. So we could be having this conversation and be in oneness. You could be working out at the gym and be in oneness. You could be driving in the car and be in oneness. You could be playing with your kids, having a conversation, um, being in a work meeting. And getting into oneness. And um, it really feels like home. I don't know about you, but there's so much of this world in my entire life before my spiritual journey where I was like, this just doesn't feel like I'm home. And when you come into oneness, it feels like you're back home in your own energy. Mm -hmm.
0: It's a beautiful, I feel like you used the many words to describe it But the word bliss is probably the closest, meaning you're in the most beautiful place that you never want to get out of. And then eventually you get back (laughs) into the real world and it's it's beautiful. It's otherworldly. That is the only way to describe it.
1: Yeah. And I wanted to write the book on it too, because people would come up to me and say, well, but how could you even think while you're in that energy? Or how can you have conversations? You can do everything. You could be mowing the lawn and be in that energy. Whatever needs to come through divinely from God universe source, even while you're in oneness is still going to come through for you to speak when the divine when that divine energy is there to speak.
0: Okay. I have one. I have two more questions for you. Number one, since there are so many parents listening to this show and you are the proud mom of a beautiful daughter, um, have you been able to teach her or are there words of wisdom you would impart to parents who want to teach their children this incredible energy
1: oh thank you for bringing this up i don't know if you're aware but we're starting a kids podcast no. um <laughs> yes we're starting a, it's going to be called intuitive kids it's going to be starting january 1st because we want a new episode to come out every sunday and um so january 1st 2023 will be the very first one but what i found is um what's that it was it king King Richard was that movie with Will Smith, um, about Serena and Venus Williams. And he says in it, you know, I sat down and he says, I wrote out like a 70 page guide for how I was going to teach my kids tennis and, and help them grow within tennis. And this kid's podcast is so channeled of me saying to spirit, what is it that kids really need to know Mm -hmm. to come back home to themselves? And you and I were talking a little bit before the podcast, um, church going is declined. I don't take my child to church because I had a couple of, um, negative experiences and I just don't want to. Put her in that same situation. I also Resonate as bi and I never felt included um, or safe within the church and I want this to be like a spiritual Sunday school, you know for for kids, so I'm really excited about that Um, It's funny because parents as a parent myself my kid is so intuitive. We just moved into our house um, a year ago, and there's no way for her to know this, but the very first night she came into my room and she goes, there's a woman in this house. And I go, I know. What What does she look like? And she described her to a T. And um, there was no way for her to know, but the woman from the family before had passed of cancer. And, um, she said, I see her, I see her on the other side. So they know they're totally aware and we have to make this not scary for them. Mm Mm-hmm like it's made out to be scary in movies and the media and different things. It's not. When you connect with your grandma on the other side, she loves you just as much from the other side as she loved you here. She just wants to run up and give you kisses and hugs and tell you all the best things. Um, so teaching them all of those things is is what's most important.
0: Okay. That's really wonderful. I feel like um, a lot of, believe it or not, there are some teens listening to this show and um, young adults in their 20s. And COVID really affected so many of them. I mean, there were more incredible, ebullient teenagers who had their lives and their social connections cut off and for the first time were suicidal, for the first time felt so isolated. And it was a trend that became so prevalent. I thought it really, really important that that the kids do find something outside of themselves and, you know, seeing their friends and everything to feel safe, to feel loved, to feel happy. And so I think it's a blessing, a true blessing that you're doing this because there's so much suffering that goes on. And at that stage, I feel like you kind of get older and wiser. Now I'll ask for help for anything. I mean, and I, I there's no shame to it. But I think, especially for younger people, there's this stigma uh, if they're feeling a certain way or there's something. And instead they just internalize it and they go to this very dark place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this intuitive kids show Is going to be more of a gift than you'll ever know. There's such a need for it in this world, truly.
1: Yeah. Well, and Dr. Lisa Miller, uh, another great um, spiritual teacher, she started off as a counselor and therapist, did um, research because she was working in the mental health part of the hospital where people would stay overnight and like an inpatient care. And she found that some of her clients were getting better and some of her clients would come back every three to five years. They'd have another mental breakdown. So she sat down and she said, I want to study the brain. I want to understand what is happening. I want to understand people's lives and why some people are getting better long term and don't have to come back and why some people keep returning again and again. And she said it all comes down to that. a a child who was raised with a parent who is spiritual or religious and that that parent showed affection. Those are the two things that grow the most resilient adults that um, people who had a religious or spiritual parent and that parent was affectionate were able to get into their teens, their twenties, their thirties. And it wasn't that they didn't have challenges, but it was that they were more strengthened, more resilient. And you know, some of them, some people, you and I, um, we weren't given the choice as children, you know, whether or not we raise <laughs> spiritual, but that doesn't mean that when we become adults, that we can't make that choice ourselves, right. To, to raise our kids in that way, um, to raise them with a spiritual atmosphere and, and with that affection and that that really, her book gives fact after fact about just how much that does for the human as an adult.
0: That's really interesting. Uh, And so on my closing question, since I love stories, I love learning what makes Julie uniquely Julie and Julie's gifts that are uniquely Julie's.
1: Have you ever thought about telling your life story? Oh, not yet. No, I don't know if it's that interesting. Um, But... uh, No, I think I tell my story all the time on the show Uh and, um, I, I'm so open on the show. It's, it's just so fun to put myself out there. There's nothing that I won't say. I think I've said my weight on the podcast. I've said all of the fears that I had. I've told my most embarrassing stories. I've, um, talked about my own mental health journey and, I think it's being that most raw and vulnerable and just going anywhere that a person needs me to go in order to navigate life themselves. I think that's what I do love most about myself is that there's nothing that I'm not willing to talk about or withhold from another person to help them get to a place of confidence or a place energetically, emotionally, spiritually that they need to be.
0: That's beautiful. And I I think that it was one of the reasons, too, I wanted to have you on this show because we talk about telling truths all the time, the beauty of brokenness and how God uses brokenness, not so that we suffer, but so that we use it to serve others because we, we really know with great credibility, we can say, I walked that path, sister. I walked that path, brother. Uh, I walked that path to your child. And I, I I loved the vulnerability you always presented. And I think that part of what makes somebody say, okay, I want to come to Julie because she's an expert in this area, but she's one of the most empathic human beings, meaning... I know she's walked the walk. I've heard her share her walk and, and how she's used things that are some of the most painful things we could ever go through in life and use them for good and use them to serve others. Uh, and I think that's so, so important. And I hope everybody binge listens to your show the way I have, um, you know, it's funny, they've also heard about people like Eckhart Tolle and some of these other, because I love them. So it's like, I promise you guys will love everything Julie has to say. Um, So before we go, I'd like you to just share, because there are so many ways that people can follow you daily. There are ways that, I mean, I feel like everybody should purchase the book. So I, I feel like I want you to talk about your book. I want you to talk about um, some of the programs you offer and um, that would be wonderful.
1: Thank you. Yeah. So um, Spirit really is channeled a lot through me so that anyone can can get involved in some way. Uh, the book and the podcast are both called Angels and Awakening. Um, the podcast is everywhere podcasts are found. The book is on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, and when it comes to my programs, I have two programs to help folks. Um, There's one program, my angel membership, which has lives with me every month. We do intuitive circles every month. We do small groups every month. And it also gives you access to all of my past Courses, and I also give you new content every month. Um, that's for people who really want to go deeper with their own spiritual journey that are looking for a community to rally behind them and the steps, kind of it, it lays out the steps to unfold. There's also my angel Reiki school, which are for people who want to develop all of their spiritual gifts. Like we were talking about at the beginning, some people have the gift of seeing color. Some people connect with pets on the other side. Some people um, really are mediums or connect with angels, energy healers. This is going to bring out all of your spiritual gifts and i show people the exact formula that i used uh, to start a six-figure business and the exact formula that i'm using to create a seven-figure business and it's nothing to do with money whatsoever um it's about helping more people we reach about sixty-five thousand people a week which is just amazing um so it's really fun. But all of that's on my website, theangelmedium.com. And yeah, you can follow me over on Instagram at Angel Podcast. What about TikTok? I feel like come on, everybody should be able to have that
0: smile from watching oh. you and your dog dance and sing.
1: <laughs> I have not been over on TikTok in about a year, but I do have to get back on there. that will be really fun. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, Julie, thank you so, so much for blessing me and all of our listeners today with your beautiful presence and your great messages. And I hope you continue to do all of the incredible work and healing you've done in this world. I feel like while you've you've had this huge audience, I just feel like you are going to grow exponentially. And this, I wrote it down, My in, the intuitive kids, I think is going to be a whole other blessed place. And I'm excited to watch it what, well, meaning watch how it grows, share along with it and send it to many of the beautiful kids that are in my circle.
1: Mm, thank you so much. I so appreciate Welcome. that. And I so appreciate you. Thank you for letting me be here.
0: It's my pleasure. Have a really beautiful day. And, and for those of you who don't know this, you'll find out soon enough, uh, Julie not only greets her guests with the same way I greet you every week, which is hello, beautiful soul, although I think she uses an S. Um, I, she also uses the same music I use. Some of you have told me you love because it's so relaxing. So clearly there's some angel that has connected us. We've yet to discover that. So have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining us. If you feel inspired by this show, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on iTunes or Subscribe to the show since I update the topics weekly. And if you feel there are others who would like this show, please take a screenshot of the show, add it to your Instagram story, and tag me at My Magnus Opus. Also, I'd like to get to know you, so please join our email list by signing up at www.MyMagnusOpus.com. You can also join our private Facebook group of like-minded legacy storytellers by going to My Magnus Opus Community. Thanks so much for tuning in. May your day be full of abundance in everything you do and keep your head up always. Until next time, I'm sending you love and light.